Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here. Jimmy. I've got a feeling. A great feeling from Jimmy Lakey. Jimmy Lakey in the morning. Makes me You seem happy this morning. Be careful. Be extremely careful what you say. I haven't had my coffee yet, and I'm in no mood for stupid, irresponsible remarks. Let's do this. Yes, please, please, let's go. Broadcasting live from the Lakey Entertainment Towers and Cigar Palace, it's the Jimmy Lakey Show. High atop the Lakey Entertainment Towers, I am. Nice to have you here on the radio show. Final hour of today's broadcast before the Rush Limbaugh program. Uh, I'm just the um, I'm just the lowly Fisher Price microphone guy. Uh, Rush will have his golden EIB microphone. Mine was bought at a clearance as Toys R Us started to close up. Uh, we picked up a new Fisher Price microphone for me. That's the upgrade I have here, and I'm glad to be here. All right, new, News Talk 600 Casey. Well, I will get to some more calls this hour. Uh, Carol last hour, I liked her. She, Carol, call me anytime. I, I, you're, you are spicy. I like it. <clears throat> Uh, nice to have you here on the show. If you want to jump in, my number is 866-888-5449, 866-888-5449. Let me bring in a guest here, if I may, uh, new to the program, Dr. Dean Hart. Uh, Dr. Dean Hart is an expert in microbiology, published author on the transmission of viruses and diseases. Uh, and we've got to talk a little bit about the COVID-19 for 25 years, Dr. Hart taught as an associate research scientist and assistant professor at the Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons. I welcome into the program Dr. Dean Hart. Welcome to Colorado, doctor. How are you? Oh, good to be with you. Uh, nice to have you. I put up a piece, and uh, we'll get your take on it, uh, that was published a couple of weeks ago in the New England Journal of Medicine that basically... Uh, in the New England Journal of Medicine regarding the COVID-19 virus, their research basically says it's not as contagious as what we were led to believe early on. Uh, they're talking about masking and how uh, unless you have prolonged contact with someone who is symptomatic, not asymptomatic, then uh, the mask is really just uh, something to make everybody kind of ease your anxiety. And it's all in the New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, give me your thoughts. What what were our initial misconceptions on this COVID-19 virus, and what do we know now? Well, we know that everybody's got an opinion. Um, as far as the New England Journal of Medicine, even though they're very reputable, you can find other articles. It, it pretty much is that the mask helps if you are COVID positive. Be you symptomatic or not? The viral load that comes out of people, like children that are asymptomatic, a lot of children don't know that they're even sick, but they are expressing a viral load from the COVID virus. So a mask for a positive patient, be it, be it symptomatic or not, 
is a wise thing to do. The conundrum is how do you figure out if a child's uh, got a viral load that he can express or she can express onto the grandparent who could die from it. Um, but it is very contagious, too. Those two facts, highly debatable, highly debatable about the contagiousness. It's high mortality compared to the flu. It's not as contagious as the measles, we think, but it's up there. Uh, let me ask you, I, I, I'm baffled. We're being told now, our governor's letting us out of a house arrest a little bit. Uh, he says, go out to the trails, go ride your bike. And I see people on these open space trails hiking up a mountain, uh, 52, you know, we're a mile high. The sun is strong. Uh, the UVs out there from the sun, just vitamin D soaking it up. And I see people uh, literally with masks while they're out there riding their bicycles and some very very hefty that that can't be all that healthy to be exhausting your breath that much and just breathing it back in and even if it's healthy it can't be all that comfortable is that necessary in your opinion okay that's a very good point i do not believe when you're outside in the in the great outdoors with all the light and everything the sunlight it's a beautiful thing masks are not needed when you're bicycling unless you got even if you got a two-seater bike masks are generally not needed because you are doing what they call social distancing you're 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 not within six feet of people it's beautiful to be walking around without a mask um so does that answer your question? Yeah, I think so. So uh, some people, uh, if, if you're symptomatic, uh, you wear, wear the mask or uh, you do that. But if you're out on a hiking trail, I see people out walking by themselves, Dr. Hart, literally walking on the, by themselves through the neighborhood or on a walking trail, and they have a mask on. And I'm thinking, what do you think this virus is going to do? Jump from the adjoining <laughs> neighborhood or follow you down the trail for three miles? I don't <laughs> I don't understand the fear that people have put into their, um, and the death rate still is low here. We, we have an immune system, and a lot of folks fight this, uh, this old virus off, and we've got to continue to give our immune system that workout, don't we? Well, on the positive side about the mask, getting back to the mask, if I see somebody without a mask, it does not bother me. But there are a whole lot of people that freak out. So the psyche of the fellow citizens, if you're wearing a mask, it helps them a little. But i got to agree with you. There's just no point when you're walking in the street or on the sidewalk or on the trail. There's just no need to wear a mask unless you're in a protest group two inches apart from each other because that's a particularly contaminatable situation. If you're outdoors, two feet away, screaming and yelling a chant because a good protest has lots of yelling and screaming, even if it's sunlight, which is better, uh, you can, I would wear a mask. I'd also wear glasses in, a, in outdoors close to each other. If I went to um, a sporting event, like the old days, we used to love the Broncos there. Uh, if I was next to everybody in this environment, I'd want to be one of the seat away. I didn't want every other seat, and I'd wear a mask there, and I'd wear glasses because germs go through the mucous membranes of the eyes. Yeah, you're dressed in, up for a protest at that point, man. You could almost get a brick and pillage at Nike store if you want to, Doctor Dean. With a, if you're going to have the glasses, the face covering, rock and roll, you're like a member of Antifa. I'm joking with you, Doctor. 
Oh, I saw the funniest thing. I'm looking at people wearing their contacts instead of their glasses, and one guy was looting a store, and this nutball basically decides not to mask. If you're going to loot and you're allowed to wear a mask, he's on TV, his face is showing, and he's not wearing a mask. But when you're in tight proximity to everybody, it's a good idea to mask. When you've got the trails and the bicycles and the walking, that mask is a pain in the butt, and it's overkill. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Dean Hart is my guest, expert in microbiology, published author on the transmission of viruses and diseases, and talking about COVID-19. He's taught as an associate research scientist and assistant professor at the Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons. Uh, so, Dr. May 1st, and I'll set this up and I'll let you, uh, this will be kind of a platform for you to uh, teach us a little bit here. May the 1st, we had a, one of those reopen Colorado rallies, let our businesses open up again, and thousands of people showed up in downtown Denver and protested, and we were told for being down there that we were selfish and grandma would be dying and the numbers in Colorado were going to spike because people were down there. Some people had masks, some didn't. Some socially distanced, some didn't. I mean, it was a log jam though in downtown Denver. Two weeks later, uh, we have not heard of a spike in the cases. Now, there's, I mean, we were going down in Colorado. You've got the stories that people were told, Georgia, the state of Georgia, you open too early. It's going to spike. It hasn't. Florida is pretty much wide open right now. I was just had a, a listener email me. Their numbers, they were told you're opening too crazy. Their numbers are down. That Remember the big pool party at the Lake of the Ozarks? That was going to spark it all. The whole pandemic in Missouri it hasn't happened. And so now I see these news stories, and this is how I set it up. These news stories that these looters and rioters are going to re, they're going to bump that curve up and we're going to have a spike here. Give me your thoughts. We've been told the second wave is coming and the protesters, the looters, the rioters, the pool partiers, they're going to start it. So far that has not come to fruition. Why not? Okay. We can look at Sweden, which had the most flexible approach to all this. They were the most libertarian, and they didn't lock down to the extent their neighbors in Europe did. And the outcome was there was more mortality in that country, but specifically it was the people at high risk, mainly over 65 and 70 years old. Now, that generation we have to respect and worry about. They're vulnerable and if you have high blood pressure, obesity, there's a few things that cause a high rate of death. And then you got normal people. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Heck, I got it for a few days, the COVID. I slept for three days, had a fever and got better, and then felt like crap for one week. And then I was good as new. And I've been good as new for three months. And I do this thing called plasma blood donation because your antibodies that once you recovered, it's called convalescent antibodies. They're good to help somebody that's very sick, like a 70-year-old. Um, so it's not the end of the world, even if you get it. 
25 to 50 percent are asymptomatic. The problem is when you get really liberal with not worrying about people that aren't probably going to die and half of them won't even know they got COVID, the problem is that group that's vulnerable to death. The healthy, young people, we get flus, we get colds. The incidence of death, the mortality and comorbidity issues come up with the nursing homes. That My governor in New York, he threw the, the hospital patients who were COVID positive into nursing homes, which were ill-prepared, and then a huge percentage of the deaths in New York State are from government mismanagement by sending COVID-positive patients to the nursing home. Now, he blames uh, the President Trump, the Democrat, uh, and President Trump blames the Democrat Barack Obama for using all the... But there was no masks in these nursing homes, and it ran rampant. The biggest focus is how much we owe to the generation that's over 65. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Dean Hart, I appreciate you coming on the program today. I've enjoyed the conversation. If uh, Are you out on social media out there in the world? Or you've got a website, I guess, as well? Well, DeanHartScientist.com. It's we scientists that really should be making more decisions. I don't care about a Democrat or a Republican president or governor or whatever. They, they are politicians. They're not running the show right. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Dean Hart, DeanHartScientist.com. That's his website. Dr. Hart, thanks for coming on the program. Are you tired of tossing and turning at night? Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's worry. Hey, you know what? Let's just boil it down. It may be your mattress sucks. It could be. I didn't know how bad my mattress was until I got a new one. Then I went, wow, should have done this years ago. Listen, the Sleep Store of Fort Collins wants to help you get a better night's sleep. And in doing so, here's a little reason to go see them. They have all the major brands under one roof. But right now, uh, their their Summer of Sleep event has kicked off. And right now, you can save up to $500 off of the Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep event. Uh, Tempur-Pedic mattresses, if you're not familiar, uh, go try them out. They have displays on the showroom floor and designed to help you adapt to your body, the mattress does it adapts to your body and it really can reduce the motion transfer if somebody else is in bed tossing and turning with you you don't have to worry about that listen a limited time all tempur mattress sets are on sale let me say that again on sale at the sleep store of fort collins why don't you go to the website uh, at sleepeasy.com but let me give you their address walk in the door say hey jimmy lakey sent me he said there's a uh, summer of sleep event. Try out the Tempur-Pedic. Uh, they have something for everybody. They have all budgets available and they have all different styles, brands, and one size sleep doesn't fit all. If the Tempur-Pedic's not going to give you a better night's sleep, they can find something they will. Here's their website, sleepeasy.com, 3500 South College Avenue, east of the Trader Joe's in Fort Collins, Colorado, the Square Shopping Center, 3500 South College Avenue, Walk in the door, declare yourself, and say, Jimmy Lakey sent me, and you get the VIP treatment. <clears throat> you really do. Sleepeasy.com, the sleep store of Fort Collins. Uh, go see him, and again, tell him Jimmy Lakey sent you. All right, I got to take a break. I'm overtime here, but everybody hold tight where you're at. If you want to jump in, 866-888-5449, 866-888-5449. Be in your bonnet, bury in your saddle, 866-888-5449. 
Jimmy Lakey has all the news from around NOCO on 600 KCOL. If you follow the Colorado House Republicans on Facebook, uh, put up a story of uh, Representative Kevin Van Winkle, uh, Kevin Van Winkle, and Lori Sane. Uh, also, they're uh, right now scrubbing down all the graffiti. Uh, if you can look at those photos of Colorado House Republicans, also let me. Um, I think it's Mark Basil, actually. I've only watched part of the video, but I think he's asking. He's saying we need to just concerted effort. Everybody go down there and help clean this. Uh, this stuff up he also in his video mark uh, mark basley um who's a state rep he actually pointed out something that jared polis has not been down to the capitol <clears throat> lord polis has not been showing up there and uh, he calls him out and says this is your parking spot governor you ought to be down here uh, talking to the state legislature talking to the state senate and let's figure out what our priorities are uh, in these crazy weird times in colorado but uh, governor polis is MIA at the state capitol. I guess he doesn't want to uh, be down there uh, and see the see the disaster that the graffiti has made that place. Uh, Lori, so I mentioned Lori saying, uh, I meant to say Vicky Marble here. Is Vicky Marble's on my fan page? And I posted up a story from her that I think is very intriguing. It's just a comment that she made. And I want to run through it with you, if I may. And it is her post or her story about what happened down at the state legislature and she posted this publicly on a on a, a, a members group called republicans in northern colorado and she says where does one begin to articulate the heartbreak of utter senseless violence last thursday evening i left my office at the capitol in the middle of a peaceful protest for george floyd i was instructed by colorado highway patrol to exit the oval parking through the north gate uh, no protester tried to block me, uh, my exit. Once I drove through the exit, it, um, gunshots rang out, and the protest took a violent turn and became a full-out uh, riot. Pandemonium and chaos ensued. It was very organized and very well-funded. Windows on the Capitol were shattered, and tear gas was uh, deployed from the Senate chamber balcony by Colorado Highway Patrol into the rioting crowds who were vandalizing everything in the area. Vehicles still in the oval parking lot were totaled by protesters jumping on the hoods, breaking windshields, slashing tires, and smashing the exteriors. The next three nights in Denver were to be absolute um, hell for law enforcement officers, including innocent neighboring, uh, neighborhoods around the Capitol. Hard-working working business owners already suffering from the economic hit of the COVID shutdown by Jared Polis. Uh, Vicki Marble, state senator, says, my heart breaks for Denver. Uh, Senator Marble says, I wasn't able to return to my apartment in Denver on Sunday uh, due to violent protest around my apartment blocking access to my street. She said, I came in Monday morning, parked at my apartment, and then took an Uber to the Capitol because security at the temporary parking garage that was set up for the legislators had already been breached. No one's vehicle was guaranteed to be safe, so I Ubered in. Walking to the Capitol was a bit surreal. Broken windows and graffiti made it almost seem unrecognizable. The magic had been stripped from its magnificent architecture. Arriving on the floor of the Senate, we were met with the residual effects of the tear gas. Tear gas is like crystals that attach to skin and clothes, turning eyes, uh, burning your eyes, sneezing. I can't imagine what it was like there on Thursday night. 
The Senate got as far as the first bill on a second reading, a Democrat-sponsored bill, to grow government and fund public unions with taxpayer money that we don't have. The Democrats ran this bill after taking away the homestead exemption for seniors and disabled veterans. The Republicans debated against it for four hours. The Senate adjourned at 3 p.m. as there was another protest scheduled at 5 p.m. And in order to ensure everybody's safety, we needed to leave the Capitol. As the Republicans left the floor of the Senate that afternoon, we thanked every uh, officer and the Senate sergeant for never-ending dedication to protect and serve. We owe them a debt of gratitude for their service to all of Colorado. Tonight, the protest goes on. Tomorrow, the Republicans will return to do the work of we the people and resume the never-ending battle for liberty and freedom. We are so humbled for the honor to serve you. You have no idea how much we respect you, revere the trust you have put in us. We are so blessed. And then Vicki Marble says this, pray for Colorado, pray for our nation, pray for the elected officials that all may come to know uh, the Lord Jesus says, helicopters fly overhead and the sounds of sirens echo through the streets. I pray for the safety of all. Uh, well said by Senator Vicki Marble. And again, while you and I are focused on other things, it seems as if the Democrats in the state Senate were focused on ending your homestead exemption on property taxes giving themselves a pay raise and all sorts of other stuff. But hey, don't pay attention. Just watch the graffiti. All right, 8-6. Yeah, they're bad protesters, bad protesters. But inside the Senate chamber, they're funding with public dollars uh, unions to be formed. All right, I got to take a break. I'll come back. We're going to talk to one of our favorite lawyers on the program. And yes, we say that with pride, John O. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. O'Connor is going to be my guest, and we're going to ask, does the president have the ability constitutionally to declare Antifa a terrorist organization? And some other topics as well by John O'Connor. Stand by. News Talk 600 KCOL. Listen to Jimmy Lakey anywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Just type in 600 KCOL. Mentioning my uh, next guest, uh, lawyer John O'Connor said, one of my favorite lawyers on the program. You know what another one is, is uh, Andrew Stone, a uh, long-term sponsor of the program. As a matter of fact, this coming, uh, I think a couple, a couple of days, I got to look at the calendar, <clears throat> I think a week from today, Andrew and I get to go have break bread together, going to have lunch together um, every so often. He reviews some of them. I'm a client of his, so he reviews some things. says, hey, I'm going to change this. We're going to change this. I can sign some things. And we fight over who pays the tab at lunch. So anyway, that's, I think, next week. Anyway, Andrew Stone, good guy. And if you, well, 
I'm going to phrase it like this. You want to make sure your family's taken care of, your children are taken care of, your legacy's taken care of. Uh, you do that. I mean, some people, a last will and testament really handles that. But a lot of folks, you'd be surprised <clears throat> how you need something a little bit more. Uh, what about providing for medical incapacitation? What about avoiding the cost and expense of the time of probate? What about providing for your minor children if something happens to you before uh, but when you're not expecting it, how about that? Plan for death taxes. The government wants their fair share, my friends. They're going to take some. Uh, how do you plan for that? What about planned giving? If you want to leave something behind for a church or a charity or your university, or as I say, the talk show host that you love, uh, how do you handle all that? There's no template or automated service that can do this. This is called an estate plan, and you got to have experienced attorneys who know Colorado law inside and out. These are tailor planned for you. One size doesn't fit all. Uh, mine was made for me. I'm a client of Andrew Stone, the attorneys of Stone Law. Why don't you give him a call? This is how I say it. Protect your family, protect your children, protect your legacy. Andrew Stone, the attorneys of Stone Law, ready to help you. Office in Loveland, Colorado. Office in Lakewood, Colorado. Office in Grand Junction, Colorado. They got you covered, and you can do it. Really get started on the phone. I know some of you are still locked down a little bit. <clears throat> Get on the phone. Start this process. 970-663-2121. Protect your family, your children, your legacy. 970-663-2121. StonelawLLC.com. StonelawLLC.com. Be sure to mention my name, Jimmy Lakey, whenever you talk to him. StonelawLLC.com. All right, I want to welcome in uh, another attorney, John O'Connor, who's written a book called Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat covered up Watergate and began today's partisan advocacy journalism, served as an assistant U.S. attorney in Northern California, representing the United States in both criminal and civil cases. Ladies and gentlemen, former federal prosecutor, Mr. John O'Connor on the horn. John, welcome back into Colorado, sir. Hey, good morning. Sounds like you got a nice day there. Oh, it's going to be a glorious day here. going to be even a little warm, but that's okay. I'll take it warm. I like I like it. Uh, John, let me ask you, it's very interesting what we're watching here in these protests and the burning of America and all these big cities run by Democrats have these rioters coming in. A lot of folks say they're Antifa, and now there's a big discussion. President Trump says, I'm going to designate Antifa as a terrorist organization because they're doing all this stuff. A lot of folks are saying, you can't do that. That's taking away a group's First Amendment rights to do it. So let me just start with that. Uh, in your humble opinion, does the president have the right to designate a group like Antifa as a terrorist organization? His enemies, his opponents say that he doesn't. Well, I hate to say this, but I kind of am just initially siding with his opponents and not so much even that I, I think they're a terrorist organization, but not a fair, uh, it, it's going to be hard to prove they're foreign controlled. Now, I know they started in Germany and all that. But is there really control, as you might have had with the communists back in the 40s, uh, foreign control? Uh, because that's what everything is geared to, at least the statutory scheme. Yeah. So I, I think, here's what I think. I think, I think Barr may be doing this to, to, to please Trump and for political purposes, but I'll tell you this. Uh, Barr is very, very capable, and I think he is going to be looking at these guys for uh, conspiracy to cross state lines to incite riots. And you don't need the terrorist uh, tools. Now, maybe uh, at some point they're going to want to wiretap. They're going to want to do some electronic monitoring. Uh, fine. Go ahead and try it, and then it will get 
you know, there'll be a, a, a debate at trial as to whether that's an illegal search. Um, I would just, I would just as soon not give some of these judges a shot to shoot down uh, Trump yeah. on the designation of terrorists. That's probably what's going to happen, and, and that's my fear. But, but I do yeah. want these guys prosecuted, and I think yeah, Barr so, can do and, it. And you just mentioned that because if you, if let's say you protest in Denver, and if you're a a thug from Denver and you go down as a hoodlum and you start uh, just messing things up and breaking stuff, you can get charged for destruction of property and whatever they can charge you with. If you're, so let's say you you come down from Wyoming and some people did come down from Wyoming and protest in Denver to do the exact same thing because you cross state line, that is a whole different animal. That's a whole different charge. Am I, am I correct there? Absolutely. And then if you have emails going from some guy in New York, that's just helping people, by accelerants, for example, is, which is what they're doing, or coordinates, that kind of stuff. Now you have a conspiracy, and as long as anybody is crossing lines to uh, incite that riot, then the whole group that is conspiring, at, at whatever end it is and whatever stage, those are all part of a conspiracy. So you can get a lot of people in that web of a conspiracy, not just the people that actually cross the state lines, but anybody who was involved in that conspiracy. And conspiracy is a very broad and well-used tool of federal prosecutors, sometimes abused. But in this case, it would not be abused, and it would be the reason you have these statutes, precisely to protect the government. Uh, our Constitution came about because we did not react well to Shays' Rebellion back in 1787. And when we had the Whiskey Rebellion, we were ready to go and uh, open up a can of whoop-ass on these guys. And that's what... Uh, federal laws are meant to do and this is a great uh place to apply them uh what what's the difference in the charge i mean maybe you get menacing or trespassing or destruction of property but once you cross a straight line straight line or conspire now you're looking to get a felony charge i mean what kind of sentence would somebody be looking at i mean i know it's up to a jury and a judge but i mean how how much more serious does that charge go up because of the conspiracy or because of crossing state lines well, when you think of all, of all the damage that's done, like right out here in Oakland, we have a, a, a poor black uh, officer, security officer, protecting a federal building got shot. Uh, we have some serious damage. So, yeah, so the conspiracy, uh, generally, I think you're looking at, uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, five or six years. I forget what the statute is, but around that. And, and realistically, Unless somebody's really, you really catch somebody that's directly killing somebody or uh, whatever, uh, you know, the, 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 the um, punishment's not going to be much. On the other hand, the guys that are really at the heart of this, that are planning all this, and they're really responsible for destruct, destroying buildings, you know, you can have a lot of counts in this conspiracy count. You can have a destruction in uh, Baltimore, and you can have destruction in Oakland. And each one of those can be a separate count. And now you're talking about a judge. If you get the right judge, you can now talk about 20 years, you know. So this can be serious stuff if you get the right judge. Now, if you get a judge who's a little more sympathetic, it's something else. But I think the ringleaders are the guys that really have uh, the potential of getting sentenced uh, uh, for a long time. 
John O'Connor, hold tight if you can. I'd love to chat with you for a couple more minutes on the other side of this break. John O'Connor, former federal prosecutor, and he's also written a book. He was he was a water he was uh, a deep throats attorney, by the way. He claimed to fame there. His book is called Postgate: How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. Everybody, stand by. More to come. Final segment with John O'Connor and the final segment of today's broadcast coming up. News Talk 600 KCOL. Cigar is burning. The mic is open. It's Jimmy Lakey in the morning. Wow, didn't even get to refresh my coffee there. Bam Bam's keeping me uh, on the go here. He's like, work harder, work harder, Lakey. All right, nice to have you here on the radio show. Jimmy is my name, and uh, glad to have you here on the program. Uh, <laughs> you're watching the Trump coverage uh, on the on the television. I just got a message saying, this guy wrote a book about today's partisan advocacy journalism. My goodness, it ain't no more partisan. Is it ever more partisan than it is today? I'll ask John, John O'Connor that. He saw... A lot of that with the Washington Post betraying uh, his client Deep Throw back in the day. And I'll ask him, is it uh, is it worse now than ever before? That's a question coming up for John O'Connor and, uh, again, former federal prosecutor. Glad to have him here on the radio show. Before I get back to John, if you've been contemplating uh, moving, buying, selling, uh, upgrading a house, downgrading a house, uh, and all this uh, craziness has gotten you, you didn't even know. I mean, for a while, you couldn't have an open house. You couldn't have a house showing. I mean, it's just been... Really strange, but we're starting to come out of the um, uh, out of the abyss. I think I, I think we're coming out of the abyss here, and it's time that you at least talk to somebody and get some input, some advice on all the challenges that might be in the real estate market right now. Whether you're planning to buy or sell, uh, the guy I would call is Rob Kittle, the 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 Kittle team. That's why guys like Sean Hannity, Glenn Beck, Barbara Corcoran from the Shark Tank, all these people, including myself, and I'm the <clears throat> I'm the small fish in that big pond. But nevertheless, uh, they, we all recommend Rob Kittle and the Kittle team. As a matter of fact, I'll say if I had to sell my house today, I'd call Rob Kittle and the Kittle team. Rob Kittle and his team sell more homes in northern Colorado than any other team. Ranked number one in the area by the Wall Street Journal, top 150 in the entire nation. Top of the top, best of the best. And you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know if you're going to buy, sell. You don't know if it's the right time. You're, you're a little worried right now. Call Rob Kittle. They're not going to pressure you. They'll be happy to answer any questions. And these are challenges we haven't faced before, but they're ready to be a resource for all of your real estate questions. The guy I would call if I was selling the Lakey Cottage, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, 970-682-3602. 970-682-3602. I'm going to say it one more time. You go to his website, robkittle.com, K-I-T-T-L-E, robkittle.com, or you go to 970-682-3602. And if you've been thinking of buying or selling real estate transaction, use them as a resource. Reach out to him today, robkittle.com. All right, John O'Connor, let me, so I just got an interesting question. I was going to ask you more about some of these prosecutions and things, but interesting question. You're talking about advocacy journalism. It seems like everything about these riots is all advocacy journalism. Uh, the, the journalists go after Trump because he hides out in a bunker. Uh, Secret Service puts him there on a Friday night. He walks across Lafayette Park to go to the Episcopal Church yesterday, and he's called pompous. I mean, it's as lo- as long as Trump does it, they hate it. Uh, have you, you you lived through the Watergate era? He was your cli- Watergate uh, Deep Throat was your client. Was it this bad then, John? No, it's much worse today. What they really did was the Post sort of broke open the pinata back then 
but they did it with what appeared to be factual, solid reporting. I was always a big fan of the Post reporting, because what I didn't realize is how much they were hiding. They were concealing with seemingly factual reporting. Today, they make no pretense about really being factual. Uh, If you pick up the Post any day, they'll talk about, oh, boy, now... Trump has told 18,950 lies, and they have that as a news story. And then when you look at the underlying uh, so-called lies of Trump, uh, they're all mainly opinions that the Post disagrees with. Uh, they, they go out of their way to, uh, to, 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 to really editorialize on, on, the news page, on the news pages. So, uh, for example, you just said it. You used the word riot. How often... Will these uh, people in the media use the term riot right now, and they talk about protests? Well, there's a big difference between a protest, which we encourage, and it's part of the First Amendment, and we like it. And the country was founded that way. We want protests. We don't want riots. And it was also founded on the, on the uh, at least for our Constitution in 1789, that we needed to quell riots and do it quickly. So they are really, by being so blatantly dishonest today, they're weakening the fabric of the Constitution. They're weakening our society. It's one thing to be a partisan about an election and try to just score points, and it's terrible what they're doing. But up to now, before this recent pandemic, it's all been about politics. Now what they're doing with the Russian investigation, uh, with um, now with this riot thing, they are really going beyond. They're hurting the country. It's not just helping somebody get elected. They're hurting the country. Uh, when Trump should be conducting foreign policy in a rational way with uh, Russia, he's hamstrung by the Russian collusion investigation, which the media knows is a phony. So if he wants to put his arm around Putin, can he do it? No. He's a stooge then, isn't he? Rachel Maddow's going to accuse him of, of conspiring with Putin to cut electricity in North Dakota. Uh, so it really is very, very harmful, and we're not going to have a country any longer. Uh, ben Franklin said, uh, you know, we either hang together or we hang separately. And I'm afraid right now that's what's happening. We're getting unwound, and, and this is uh, very much destroying and dividing the country. And it's, and it's the media that's doing it. These people wouldn't be doing all this riot stuff if it weren't for the uh, embrace by the media. Yeah. Uh, the voice of John O'Connor. Uh, John, I, I, you've been around politics, Washington, D.C., the judiciary, the Department of Justice. You've been around this for a long time. You're right. We're getting unspun. Uh, the media with lies and lies and damn lies just keeps continuing to keep the fervor going. Uh, how how do we get off this uh, this roller coaster? How do we get off this um, merry-go-round of insanity? Is there a way the media is going is, is obsessed with hating Trump? The Democrats are obsessed with hating Trump. It seems to all go around President Trump. How, how do we get off? How does this all stop? Is it going to be the Durham investigation? What's it going to be? Well, we need that. We need we need some good indictments, and I think there are some coming down the line. But I think also what we need to do and always keep in mind is what, what each side in this uh, political divide is not equal. You don't find when Obama's in office, you don't find this kind of partisan journalism against him. It just doesn't happen. And there's, uh, you know, people will have comments about him, opinions against him on local radio, but it's nothing like uh, what's happening against Trump. So what I think the 
conservative side of the spectrum needs to do is in a very principled uh, way, not the way the other side does it, in a truthful way, call out the media. We can't keep this up. And then maybe people will be shamed into stopping this reporting. I think the Durham, hopefully there'll be some indictments there and all that. And then what will happen? When that, when that happens, there will be an outrage in the left-leaning media about how this is all, these are all political indictments. You wait and see. Yeah, I'm wondering even uh, some of these arrests that are happening, the people have committed heinous crime, shooting officers last night in St. Louis. Uh, I understand that the, a lot of these uh, people in Minnesota say, we want those other three cops arrested. Well, let's let the, we'll figure that and let the, um, I guess Keith Ellison's on the case there. They'll figure if that's going to happen. But, uh, I want to see some mugshots. I want to see what these people were accused of. I and mean, maybe is that making people famous? Uh, that these rioters that did very, very naughty things, uh, some of the worst of it, is that making them famous or is there maybe a little bit of shaming to say, you know what? Everybody needs to see who you are and what you've been accused of. Well, that's right. As long as they are charging people that are doing bad things or conspiring to do bad things, I think everyone out there is 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 sickened by this. I think it's really a small part of the country that really thinks this rioting is a good thing. Uh, so I think if we can get some mugshots of people who did this, especially people from Antifa who planned it, who you know, made sure that everybody had their bombs and their accelerants and they got together and they destroyed things. And here's where you want to go and you want to meet here. Uh, so the fact that it's planned and not some sort of a, uh, a, 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 a spontaneous upwelling, they're too big. There's a big difference there. And if you find out that it's planned and you get the planners, I think people are going to get behind the prosecution. Yeah. John O'Connor, your book, your latest book is called Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed, Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. One more quick question about that Durham investigation. Last week, right as this all started, it turned out there was another uh, lawyer appointed by Barr and Durham to go after some stuff. Uh, are you getting the sense that whole Durham investigation is wrapping up on its final leg? or Because, you know, you're kind of on a clock here with, a, with an election coming up. Well, I think it is, and that's why I like the fact that uh, he's piecing off other investigations so Durham can finish his. And so, for example, uh, he may not have time right now to prosecute. I think Comey obstructed justice when he went over to talk to Flynn because that was a counterintelligence investigation going on. He withheld information from Flynn and Trump about an ongoing counterintelligence investigation, and they were heading it. But I think if you piece that off and keep that separate from what Durham's doing, you then can get indictments on that stuff later on. And then hopefully Durham will come in and get the FISA abuse uh, indictments. Then hopefully then someone else can come in and get indictments on something else. So I think Barr is wise to piece off these investigations to various U.S. attorneys. And I think that's what he's doing. John O'Connor, the book is called Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. Available anywhere fine books are sold, and I know there's a website as well. So, John, real quick, give that website. Yeah, postgatebook.com, postgatebook.com. Also go to amazon.com, and, uh, and you'll find it an intriguing read. Let me just uh, say that, Jimmy. Got it. Uh, John, appreciate you. I'll have you back on soon. I look forward to the next time we converse. Until we meet again, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Thanks to everybody who's been a part of the program. Tomorrow's hump day, halfway to Friday. But until we meet again, God bless you. God bless America. God bless our great president, Donald J. Trump. 
I am Jimmy Lakey, and all you pot-smoking hippies in Boulder and Fort Collins, peace, I'm out of here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 